Hi, I'm Roxanne, and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years, and now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not-so-favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Messy Podcast. We're your hosts, Jason Barrett and Adam Newell. Welcome back to the show, guys. First of all, before we get into everything we have to talk about today. I think, Adam, we need to thank everyone for supporting us so much. It's insane. We're getting a great reviews, great ratings on Apple Podcasts, and we cannot tell you how much that means to us. It helps us grow. It's uh, it's just really nice to see. And I, I love I love reading through uh, your reviews and, and everything on Apple. Do you know also... By the way, this whole podcast was sort of an extension of what we already do on YouTube, but something that Jason feels a little bit more passionate about. And at first, I was a little concerned that maybe I would not care as much about. But I do feel like I get to be more authentic. I'm not worried about an algorithm. And now we already have major podcast networks knocking on our door. We're four episodes in. This is episode five. I mean, this is wild. It's wild. And guys, we listen, if you don't have Apple Podcasts, that's okay. We are everywhere. And I like to remind people that every time we're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music. I mean, it's all there. Go ahead and follow us if you can. I don't even know what half of that shit is, but follow us. There are so many podcast networks. It's crazy. Do you know, I saw where someone real quick, because this just, it just like it lights a fire in my soul. I saw where somebody was like, oh my God, I'm going to leave you a one-star review because there's so many <laughs> other podcasts out there and like you're too late to the game. Honestly, could give a fuck about your negative energy. It's all about the secret. Watch it on Netflix. If it's not on Netflix, you can watch it on YouTube. When you put out positive energy, you get back positive energy. And exactly. Negative energy is not to be consumed by us over here at the Hot Messy Podcast. I would like to say greatly appreciated, but it's not. So spare yourself. That's all. Well, speaking of positive energy, there we go. We have a great guest today, Derek Zagami from Reality with Derek Z. Also, he is featured, we, is it every week or all the time on NBC New England? He is the go-to for some pop culture and some Real Housewives news. He is joining Adam today for an interview, which I hate to miss. But we are struggling to keep ourselves afloat here, getting ready for BravoCon, pushing out content. So I'm excited that you got the chance to speak with Derek. So we are getting ready for BravoCon, which this is not supposed to be a Bravo-focused uh, platform or podcast. But Jason has a lot on his plate. Not only did Jason have to go out this morning and buy this like little... It's like this like kind of like thing that holds your phone in place for vlogging. But he had to go pick up dry cleaning. He had to go buy new luggage. He had to go shopping. He has to edit a podcast. He has two other episodes to edit. And we leave at 5 a.m. and we have a live to do tonight. So we have so much going on. And what happened was we love Derek Sagami, huge friend of our YouTube channel, now our podcast. And we did the live show. 
did yes. the live show. He appeared on stage in New York City in yes. your live show back in April. Exactly. And, you know, he asked me, he said, can we do it about 30, 45 minutes earlier? Because right now he's running around for BravoCon as well. So we were like, yeah, absolutely. And at the time he messaged, Jason was getting his nails done with a manicurist. And hey, listen, it's it's hygiene. It's, it's hygiene, hygiene and it's pretty. My fingers look so pretty right now. And he's happy with his fingers, guys. So our point is, normally it will be Jason and I in the interviews. Unfortunately for this one, it wasn't. But Derek was in a taxi cab on his way to the next BravoCon sort of situation. So it really wasn't the end of the world. But before we jump into that, I do want to say, when I was talking to Derek Zagami, I was asking him, because... Tuesday of this week. Now, today's Friday, guys. But Tuesday was National Coming Out Day. And I didn't realize that Derek had never shared his coming out story. Now, before we kind of get into all of this, I just have a huge appreciation for anyone in any situation, whether your family shows you a lot of love, if your family is totally against you. I don't know what the case is. And that's where I wanted to go with today's show. Because my coming out story, I'm sure is very different than Jason's, Derek's, and many other people's. But I kind of got robbed. I feel like I got fucked. Can I talk about uh, it? You know, I don't think... You know, before we jump into it, too, I, I just want to say that I think the more stories we hear about coming out, it might trigger someone to feel a little more comfortable or see that maybe we had been in the same situation as as them and that might provoke them to think of maybe I need to do this. You know, it is so hard to live. You it's know, almost a, like a, a gay lie. person's fairy tale wedding, right? If you have a fairy tale coming out situation, take that shit, put it out back, throw it in the trash can. That shit you is know, not what you're going to get. Because the reason I say that is my mom is one of my best friends. She was the hardest to kind of please throughout this situation. And Jason, you grew up religious. I'm not going to steal the mic, but. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it's different for everyone. I never really thought that I needed to come out necessarily, but I think it brings awareness to other people that that need to know. Growing up, I grew up religious. I was raised Mormon and uh, and was also raised around other religions as well. My grandfather was Jewish and just had a lot of religion around me, let's say. And I never felt the need to come out, but I always felt like I knew who I was since I was like four, five years old. I just knew. But to me, it wasn't, I don't need to label or stamp myself gay. But I think it does help when you do tell people closest to you. And it, it's just, it's a difficult situation. I mean, we grew up religious, but in my family, we didn't really hold secrets from each other. We always talked about things. We would banter and, and bicker and, and it was fun, but it's just something I never wanted to share for some reason. See, and for me, it was a little opposite. I remember one time specifically, and my mom took me to Sunglass Hut, and I bought these unisex sunglasses that had these white frames. They were like Ray-Bans. And I remember my brother borrowed them and then went out to the club one night because we have like a 10-year age gap, brought them back into the car and sat on them. And I remember I was like, bro, those were my glasses, blah, blah, blah. And like, that means everything to me. And then something came up about me being gay. And I remember him saying to me, if you ever come out as gay, I will never talk to you again. And that stayed with me. And he's apologized to me a million times. But I didn't realize 
that like literally inflicted this sort of traumatic experience in my mind of my family will never talk to me again if I come out. So fast forward, I moved to Los Angeles, had my brother move out with me, start having my first like experiences as like not trying to hide my shit, but really still hiding it from the family. And then all of a sudden, I move out my best friend from high school. Jason, you remember this. Mm-hmm. When I moved out my best friend, I was living with her in a room. We shared a room. I moved from my from my very nice apartment in downtown LA, which Jason can attest to. We had tanning beds, bowling alleys, movie theaters. And I paid for that bitch on my sir salary. Okay. And then she didn't have a job. So I got her a job and I decided I'm going to help you pay your bills because she had the same dreams that I did, which was making it in Hollywood. Right now, Jason and I met on Gay Pride. We start hanging out and I'm not comfortable with sharing that with people. What outed me was Jason gave me a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Do you remember this? Yes. You signed the book on the inside of the cover that said something very sweet. It was a sweet message. And it said at the end, love Jason. It gave everything away. So she read this, read the inside of the book saw that I had my name and it couldn't have just been like, Adam, love Jason, all of these incredible experiences with you. You're the best human being. Like it was just, it was very sweet, but also very gay. So she gets pissed <laughs> off at me because I'm staying Wait, over. Which is so weird. Just like, just to find a random book. I mean, did you leave it out? Did she just open the page? We were or? sharing a room. I was paying for the room. She went through my, my nightstand drawer and found the book. So she was snooping. She was snooping She's, too. Oh yeah. yeah. She was an asshole. To say the least. Like, so what she does next, and when I say an asshole, like I don't label anybody as that, but what she did next was disgusting to me. And this is sort of what I'm going to say for our rant. But she went and contacted her mom. Her and her mom went on Facebook, tagged me in about five posts, and my entire family, 11 brothers and sisters, mother, father, stepmother, stepfather, all of these people calling me the F word, a homophobic slur, then raked me across the coals and just said, your son is this, this, and this. Your brother is this, this, and this. And I had to sit there and lie and say, no, I'm not. Because I really genuinely thought across the country, my family would stop talking to me. Now, today, fast forward, I'm so grateful for my family. That's not what happened. But my point is, coming out stories are so beautiful. And I think that we should celebrate them and accept them. And they're all going to be so different. We're not going to have the same ones. Some are going to be easier than others. And that's why I was excited to ask Derek Sagami because you never know. It's really personal. It's really personal to Mm. ask someone their coming out story. And when I asked Derek, Derek started crying. And he was like, I've never shared this. It's, I mean, it's difficult. Like I said, though, for me, it was, it was different, but I almost felt like I was outed in a different way because I was living in New York with my brother and I was taking a hiatus from Cirque du Soleil for about a year and a half. And I met somebody I really, really liked. And it's hard because you want to share that with the people closest to you. And my friends knew and and I'm pretty sure my family knew to some kind of extent, but I just felt the need to share. So my mom, who is is great, she likes to talk a lot, but not listen. So I sent her an email because I'm like, you can read this and you can't talk to me or talk over me and then I can actually get it out. And I sent that email. And at the time, my brother had just gone back home to D.C. and I was coming down to D.C. to just to, to be with my family for the weekend. 
And on my way, I was taking the train down to DC. And on my way, my mom called me and was like, she was so stressed about something. And I can't remember what, if it was something to do with my brother or my family. And she's like, we just can't have any more secrets. So I just told your dad you're gay. And I was like, oh, no. And he's picking me up from the train station in literally 0.5 fucking seconds. And now I have to gather my thoughts, gather my my oh my confidence, God, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, I got this. We didn't really talk on the way home. That was it from the train station to home. We, my dad and I didn't really talk, but we spent a few days together, but we're really close, especially my dad and I were very close. So he was taking me back to the train station a few days later. And he just said, I just want you to be happy. And, and who is this? And, and great. It'd be nice if we can meet him and has been he he was so supportive. I mean, so so supportive. I mean, we've always. Grew I loved up. your dad. I love your yeah. mom too, though. My you dad know. passed unfortunately, but I know he's watching over us. It, it's he so lives great with to us. have. Yeah, according to a psychic, he lives with us. So yeah, he lays yeah, in be bed careful and what I say. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's sitting right next to Jason right he's now. Probably but... right here. It's crazy though. It, when you finally feel that relief, especially from the ones closest to you, because it almost feels like you're. I mean, this is my experience is you're you're hiding something from them. And you know, when you keep a secret and it's not a good secret or you're hiding something, it feels so good to take that weight off your shoulders. And this is years and years. So it's a it's a freeing feeling. And it's really not up to us to rob each other of those experiences, rob each other of the experiences. But also it's not us to understand how other people feel. It's for us to to be able to live how how we are, you know. Yeah. And I also, I want to change the stigma really quick before we jump in with Derek Sagami. Instead of being like, oh my God, your son or your daughter or your child is gay. You have one of those. It's like, no, fuck you. (laughs) More, (laughs) it's like, oh my God, you have a gay child. Holy shit. How incredible is that? Because guess what? I'm not only the best friend, I am the brother, the sister. I am the fucking person who runs this family and I am the entertainment all wrapped in one. <laughs> you want a good karaoke night? That's me. Okay. I'm not saying we're all the same. I don't want to put us in a no, box. No, and 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 but... it's also not a label. Like I said was saying earlier, we don't need the stamp on our forehead saying gay. You know, like for me, it's just who I am attracted to. I can't change that. But I don't need to walk around being like, I am gay. I just need you to know, you yeah. know, I don't need that that affirmation, but it it is nice to in, on the inside, feel good about living how I want to live and how we want to live. Yes, I agree. Well, with that, Jason, I know that Derek Zagami has a lot going on. Shall we pick his brain a little bit? Yeah, let's pick his brain. Let's pick his brain. All right, guys. So we're back with Derek Z reality on NBC. I'm so excited to have Derek Sagami on because Derek honestly is such an inspiration to me. He does, well, incredible work. He covers pop culture, but I do it on YouTube and I'm thinking like, I'm the shit, but I'm not because Derek is on NBC. So welcome, Derek. And thank you for inspiring me. Oh, well, thank you for having me. You inspire me with your knowledge and with your pop culture like insight. And we're always happy to have you on the show. So you know, I love that we can inspire each other. And I am currently in a cab right now going to lunch with a very special person. So uh, ignore the noise a little bit here and there. 
So we're going to call this Hot Messy Podcast on the go. But Derek, <laughs> I, have, I have some things I want to talk to you about because yesterday yeah. was National Coming Out Day. Did you know that? I did. I did know that. Okay. I'm curious. I want to pick your brain because earlier in this episode, I shared my coming out story, which was a little horrifying because I had a best friend that I moved across the country just to give you a little bit of like tidbit on this. And she, I moved her from Palm Beach County, Florida to LA, paid all of her bills. And she got pissed off at me one night and went on Facebook and blasted me out as the F word, the homophobic slur, the F word, and tagged my entire family in it. And that was sort of my coming out story. So now I'm interested after seeing Tuesday being National Coming Out Day, being like, F you guys. Now I feel great. Thank you so much for doing that. What is your story? You know, I like I've been in media and on YouTube for 15 years. And being in the public eye, I kind of like always knew who I was, but I I wasn't ready to share that with the world. And some people, kind of like your story, they wanted to define me. And I never got an opportunity until about a year ago, to be honest, and I've never spoke about this publicly, where I sat down with my friends. I was at um, a restaurant and they just looked at me and they said, we love you, Derek. And I said, yeah, I, I'm gay. And it was the first time that I've ever said that. And from that moment, I've now been able to live my authentic life and find someone that I care about, find people around me, community, everything like this. But I needed my time to, to come out and to become into myself because, you know, it was hard growing up with people trying to define me in high school, in the media and all this kind of stuff. So that's kind of my story. You sound oh, you, kind of I, emotional. Yeah, I'm getting emotional because I've I've never really uh, talked about, about this. this because and like yeah, I, and I like told my mom and I just was like, mom, I I like boys, and she's like, I love you, and and that's kind of uh, how it happened. And you know, nothing changed. Everything is just because I believe. Listen, if you can live your most most authentic self wherever you are in the world, whoever you are in the world everyone can do it. And don't worry about judgment. Don't worry about this. And that's how I'm living right now. And I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I've, I've looked for puzzle pieces for the past almost 17 years. I've been doing, you know, YouTube stuff and TV stuff is I finally feel like I have a, a puzzle, but I'm going to keep growing on to that. But I, I feel like I can breathe now. So you're going to make that bitch a hundred piece puzzle into a more complex 500 piece puzzle. We're growing. You know it, up and Adam. We're growing. Okay. On top of that, you know, I love doing your show and you have so much energy and the fact that you have a real set and you're not sitting in your second bedroom with a bullshit fluorescent sign behind you. I love all of that. But I wanted to ask you a little bit about everything you have going on. You know, you're in the pop culture world. We talk to a lot of pop culture people, influencers, people who are in the industry. And I keep on saying to Jason, Jason, by the way, was supposed to be a part of this. And then we switched up times a little bit. For those of you guys who don't know, we're taping this right before BravoCon. So Jason's getting his nails done. And I'm sitting here and recording. And we're making sure we get all of the content, all of the good shit. But Derek, you're also getting ready for BravoCon. Yeah, I'm currently... I just left uh, a private viewing for Meredith Marks from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. 
uh, her jewelry line and chatted about, you know, the episode that's going to be airing this week. And, you know, there's always some tea there. And then I'm currently on my way in a cab all the way uptown to go have lunch uh, with Rachel Yucatel, who I know is uh, a good friend of yours. Yeah, so we're just getting ready. I'm going to be interviewing Kathy Hilton, Erica Jane, Kyle Richards. What? All of the good ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just I literally just got confirmed for that. So buckle up. Buckle up. Kathy Hilton is confirmed. I love me some Kathy. I'm honestly, I'm hoping. And this is not supposed to be Bravo inspired, guys. This podcast, that was the whole point was to make it pop culture, not <laughs> Bravo. But we are in the week of BravoCon. You can't. It's our reality. It. It's our reality. And for you, Derek. How do you feel since you're about to interview two people who are obviously on totally different sides here, Erica and Kathy Hilton? Now, this episode will not air until Friday. And don't worry, they probably won't hear until Monday. They don't care. So it's okay. Do you feel like Kathy was dealt a bad hand? Do you feel like there was a hidden agenda or no? I feel as though, yeah. All I'm going to say is I am team Kathy Hilton, Kyle Richards right now. I, I just feel, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the media, but I, I'm family. I'm team family. Like, as everyone knows, I was on Jersey and it, family means everything to me. Like, I got emotional and, you know, uh, watching that episode. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to ask the, the hard questions. So, buckle up, ladies. Buckle up, ladies. And we're definitely getting together, by the way. I, Jason and I fly in tomorrow and we're there till Monday. Uh, so, Yes, we better be getting drinks. Vodka, you owe me a drink because last time we didn't get a drink. So I, I need to go out on the town with you, Adam. Getting back into it and all of the BravoCon stuff and the madness and everything that's going on. What would you say is the most exciting? And what are you most excited about going into this weekend? Well, moments ago, Adam, I just got confirmed that I'm going to be interviewing Kathy Hilton. Kyle Richards, Erica Jane, some OGs uh, in the Bravo universe. So I'm really looking forward to getting down to the down to the truth with these ladies and really getting the emotion out, having those conversations. Because you know me, I can I can get it out of anyone. Do you think you'll be able to get that after the first part of the reunion that Kathy Hilton's not even in before? airing the second part do you think because kathy does not crack let me tell you she does not she always looks at you and she's like i know derek you want to talk about well you know but we're no you know and that's i can i can tell you i just spoke to kyle richards a few days ago and what i can say is is she's feeling emotional about this uh i think reality tv has been a strain on her from the rea- from the conversation that we ha- have had. So we're going to see some maybe interesting things coming from Kyle Richards, but who knows? And before we end off your cab ride, I feel like I'm in one of those, like you make money while you're in a cab ride, except really I'm just taking your time. I'm spending your time. You're not making anything. My, <laughs> my question is, there are a lot of people who I'm sure you know, coming into this industry that would look up to you and just your career and everything that you've done. You have your own show, which is, again, absolutely incredible. You have a team. I would kill to have a team. You have no idea, Derek. You're like, you're blessed. Any advice for people who would be listening or watching who look at you like that young 11-year-old who's like, oh, shit, I'm going to be Derek Sagami one day? Well, I would say never give up. 
keep going for it. I started in my mom's basement with curtains behind me, uh, with my brother filming me, chasing me around with a camera and snowstorms to all these dif- different things, talking about pop culture, interviewing celebrities, uh, missing school to do it, and being broke, really broke, finding ways to pay for stuff, working in restaurants, having money, not having money, having money, not having money, but never giving up. And if you have a goal in life, close your eyes every single night and say that I want it to be my reality. And it will be if you keep saying it, if you surround yourself with positive people. Listen, I always say never, you never want to be the person next to you. You want to be the first version of yourself. So if you can do that, be the first version of you, then you will be successful in any way because there's only one version of you and there's only one you in this universe. So you have to always look at yourself and be like, I'm good today. I'm going to own this room. I'm going to get my own show. I'm going to get that because listen, if you want to be successful also is you're never, you always want to keep growing, keep moving to that next step. Yes, I have shows right now. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm traveling. I'm doing this. I want more and I will continue wanting more. And that's how you become a household name, I say. Do you want me to come work for you? <laughs> yes, Adam, come on. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you always give us the, the most exclusive information and I love it. I'm coming to work for you. Now, in honor of the, the day that falls in this week of National, National Coming Out Day, do you have, if you had to choose three gay icons that come to mind, who would they be? Three gay icons that maybe have inspired you in your life. It doesn't have to necessarily be your career, but people who you just have seen and been like, wow, holy shit. Like, I wish I could be as strong and confident and comfortable as that person. I will say uh, Andy Cohen, obviously, uh, because he's had a voice and he's kind of produced and in the world of the world of like, I don't know, entertainment. I would have to say, you know, it's not a, it's, this is kind of a personal thing. It's like a family member. His name is John and he was my dad's best friend. And he just, I always looked at him. I came to New York and I was like, oh, you know what? That, that can be me one day. It's accepting. It's, you know, you, you can be your most authentic self. John can make the list. Let me think who else, who else would I say? I don't know. Someone recent that probably came up, probably one of the, an athlete. I can't, I can't remember the names of like a football player or one of those guys that have come that out. That doesn't because... sound very inspiring, Derek. What? I mean, if you can't remember their name, how inspired are you really? Well, I'm very bad with names, but I, I always, <laughs> I get, I, I, I get, I'm very honest. Listen, but when people have like stories and, and they, and they take a risk, to come out in, 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 a, in a situation where it might be difficult for them. So I, I would say, you know, a sports player that came out, I, I can't remember his name right now. Didn't just come out this year. I don't know. No, there was that one sports player. I forgot. Um, he was a football player and he ended up visiting Caroline Stanberry when she was on the Ladies of London. Do you remember that? Michael, Michael Sam, Michael Sam Jr. Is your friend next to you showing you the name of the, <laughs> the player? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. You want the exclusive, yeah? Okay. I'm very, I'm very, I'm, I'm very bad with names, but I'm good with stories and I'm good with faces. So that's how it is. And 
if someone fa- if you find someone on the street that inspires you, like I was walking down the street and someone was like, I like your outfit today. If I can make people smile every day. And if that person made me smile, then I'll always remember them. I also, I want to end this off on two things really quick. Who is the person that you're most excited to see at BravoCon? Most, I mean, obviously you're excited to see everyone, but who takes precedence? Like you're just going to be like, oh my God. Kathy Hilton. I know, me too. Me too. I have have an obsession with her. And also if I'm vlogging while we're (laughs) doing our behind the scenes members only for Up and Adam, is it okay? Can I just get your um, verbal approval right now that it's okay if we do catch you on camera to put that for our behind the scenes? Of course, you can. You, I, I'm giving you a ver. You can listen. I am used to the cameras. You can, you can film me all day. You can film me, you know, backstage, whatever you want. Honey. The c- confidence, the confidence. All right, Derek. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us. I love that you got into a cab ride. You're leaving Meredith Marks. You're going to see Rachel. You have a busy day, and you're getting ready for BravoCon. So we're not going to keep you any longer. Thank you also to your good friend who's right next to you who had to feed you the name of an NFL sports player who might have come out as a gay man. I appreciate that. This is Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the best. Thank you, Derek. All right, guys. Well, that was Derek Z. He's a, he is the most phenomenal energy in person. If you ever meet him, I mean, it, it, the same person that you see on his social media, when you watch him on NBC, on his show, it's the same person in real life. The energy carries over. He has like four shots of espresso at all times in reserve on his body. And I like it. Before we get into a bitch session, mm-hmm. uh, I do want to talk about something that did happen in pop culture this week that I think kind of got overshadowed a little bit. And I don't know why I feel that way. But this week, Angela Lansbury passed. And so a sad. lot of people might remember her from Bed Knobs and Broomsticks as the voice of Mrs. Potts or Mrs. Potts in uh, Beauty and the Beast, Taylor's Oldest Time, Murder She Wrote for decades, playing Jessica Fletcher, the Sweeney Todd, A Little Night Music, other Stephen Sondheim shows. She was incredible, and I'm so happy to see that she lived such an extravagant and incredibly gifted life and hopefully you know? a fulfilled life right? a fulfilled life sorry i was just gonna say because she you know fulfilled so many other people's lives so sometimes you see people who are in her position who sometimes go out with sadness and not really understanding how much they've done for other people and i hope for her she realizes how special she was to not only everyone in the united states but the world Right. I mean, yeah. I, just the the life she had and the times that she lived through too. It's 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 extraordinary. I actually do have a little story of oh Angela Lansbury. Oh, I'm excited. I got time. to meet a lot of a lot of people on my my days on on tour, but also I spent a lot of time backstage at a little night music, which was a Stephen Sondheim show on Broadway at the Walter Kerr Theater back in ooh, what is this, 2009, and. There was, you know, the technicians on the show that the stagehands, they really, they had like a a running joke of, of who could tell the dirtiest joke. And Angela Lansbury walked in one day and dropped a joke that was so dirty. They (laughs) didn't even laugh. They were like, oh, oh God. And then she laughed and walked away. And I thought it was so funny. 
she had a pep in her step, even at her age, you know, then we're talking 12, 13 years ago. And I asked her one day, I'm like, how do you keep up your energy? I mean, out of all the performances you've done and out of all of the, you have so much going on. And she's like, Centrum Silver, I take one a day. And I was like, wait, the vitamin? That's what you're... <laughs> she was so funny. And a lot of the times the Walter Kerr Theater in New York City is just um, on Broadway on 48th Street. And there was another exit that you could take on 49th Street. So, you know, after the show, a lot of the fans would wait for for her to come out from the show and she would always take the other route if she had somewhere to go or just wasn't in the mood. And then the doorman would always tell everyone, Angela Lansbury has left the building. So are you getting emotional? I think I'm getting a little emotional, I do have to say, because she has left the building. And that was kind of the the oh, rendition so of what I wanted to say. Yeah. I just have so many memories. What This is what art does. These are what artists do to people. You know, they give us stories. They give us emotions. They give us inspiration and insight into things we don't understand and i feel like she played a big role in careers of of current actors and actresses on broadway tv film you know she changed a lot with that angela lansbury has left the building but her performances and the inspiration she has left will never leave yeah i agree with that and you know guys i know that this is obviously this is extremely important and special especially for you jason to cover and we're sending all of the positive vibes and love over to her family but i don't want to keep you guys on this fine friday i don't want to leave you off in this sort of sad space because while sometimes these things might be sad we still have an opportunity to celebrate and i think we should celebrate her and i also think that there's one last thing to end us off that we should celebrate, Jay. Is that a bitch session? A good bitch session. Yes. God, you're the only one who can make a bitch session sound like such a good time. Oh my God. It's like, like a party. It's like a party up in here. It's like a party up in here. Okay. Can I tell you guys, I feel like Taylor Vaughn from 10 Things I Hate About You, when she looked at the entire group of the student body and she's like, I just want to thank all of you guys who voted for me. But if you didn't vote for me, I just want to tell... And they cut the mic and she's like, cue this, cue. That's how I feel. And the reason I say that is because my rant is about something that we talked about earlier at the beginning of this podcast episode. And that's when my best friend, who's a complete asshole from high school, decided to out me for me. Since we are so focused on celebrating the LGBTQIA plus community in this episode, considering that Tuesday was National Coming Out Day, and talking to Derek Sagami about some of his favorite gay icons, I think it's important to cover this. If you have a friend out there who you know might be struggling, their story is still reserved for them. They are the narrator and the writer of their own story. So even though you might think that they should come out tomorrow and just like Jason got like emotional, whatever, that's not up for you to decide. Yeah, and I don't I ever get like this about this kind of stuff. But this was something that impacted me in my life in such a negative, awful, hurtful way where I had to do so much damage control. And I still continued to lie to my family for another year after this happened, after this was spread, even though it was the truth, I was not ready. Only to be met with 
now more speculation than ever. If my if my family ever thought that that was the case, they really thought now. And it wasn't every conversation was awkward. Every moment seeing my family was awkward. No longer were they asking, do you have a girlfriend? Are you meeting up with somebody? What's going on over in LA? We're in Tennessee. We want to know what you're going through. It wasn't like that because they knew. So it was just completely awkward. And my whole point is, just let somebody tell their own story. Even though you want to beat them to the punch, it's not your job. And it doesn't help anyone. It's not serving you in a positive way. It's ruining a relationship for you. This person that you supposedly care about so much that you want to share their story, you're fucking that relationship over. I'm glad that I shared that with you. And for Jason, I'm curious. I don't know if anybody ever tried to out you. I think that might be why I'm a little bit more passionate about this. But this is something that really, honestly, I hate it. I mean, what goes through my head is how did anyone not know? (laughs) No. And I don't know, not for you, but for me. Like, you know, I used to paint my nails with my grandmother and put on her high heels and run around. I'm like, wow, did was that not a sign? Like I look back at some of these home videos from when I when I was younger and I was just like, holy shit. I used to wrap a (laughs) towel around my head and run around the house and be like, I was the little mermaid. And I was like, a whole new world. And I would like run around and I thought that I like like at well, that I'm, time, I'm saying like, you know, here I am as a kid doing this. Then, you know, I'm a gymnast. So there's there's that. And then I joined the circus, Cirque du Soleil. At, at what signs. point? <laughs> there are signs. There are clues. So I don't know how no one got to the finish line before I got to them. But first, you can't but... say that, Jay, because if you think about it, there are plenty of gymnasts. There are plenty of people in Cirque du Soleil who are not gay. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying, you know, they are. I'm just the clues leading up to it with, you know, painting nails and heels, playing with Barbies. I mean, they're it's kind of there. You could have been metrosexual. <laughs> yeah. I but guess you so, you know, I'm still learning about different things in our community as well that I'm not aware of, you know. So I feel now like <laughs> I don't want to say this in a weird way, but I feel like a straight person learning about someone who's gay and how does that work or change your life? Because we have so many different people who are coming out in their own way, whether they are any part of the LGBTQIA plus community. And sometimes people don't always understand it. And that's what I kind of wanted to say with the coming out is we don't need to understand it. We don't need, uh, it's not for me to understand. No, that sounds bad. No, it's it doesn't. And I don't want you to cut this. It, it, no, it I'm just saying it's not bad. for it's not for me to judge at how you live your life or or what you want to be, and it's how, not what for you, you want to call yourself. Understand, Jason. That's right. that's the whole point. Is you don't have to necessarily understand why someone is the way why the machine works the way the machine works. You just have to be able to show empathy and compassion and understand that that is what that particular person is going through and to celebrate that so that particular person is not sitting there at home you know like putting out like i'm so happy out in the real world but at home sitting in like such darkness and really hating themselves that's what's important you don't have to know how the wheel works what you have to know is it's a celebration that everyone is different and that's a beautiful thing. We're all different. Walk out into the, into the world. Look at trees. Look at leaves. Look at nature. Look at animals. Everything is different. And we forget that sometimes. Just like our stories. They're different. And that's They're what different. Makes them beautiful and unique. 
So as you guys are going into the weekend, <laughs> look look for the beauty in everything. <laughs> yes. And with that, guys, I do have to say really quick, and I'm so sorry, but this episode might be a little bit shorter this week because I have one blonde eyebrow and one dark brown eyebrow. We are getting ready for BravoCon, just like we were talking to Derek Zagami about. And I just have to go. <laughs> I have to go get these eyebrows fixed. So I love you guys. Again, Jason, thank you so much um, for just another fantastic week on the pod. Hot Messy Podcast is I killing feel, it. It's All thanks killing to you guys. it, guys. And thank you so much. We appreciate it. And Adam, I feel like this is therapy for us. I mean, we, we really get to sit here and talk like now extra than we already talk. But we yeah. are talking about things that I think are a little more <laughs> insightful than Housewives. So I'm, I think I'm, we both cried. I'm here for it. We both cried. Right. We both got emotional. We're cancers. We're two emotional cancer bitches. And we love you guys. I think I'm, I'm not a bitch. Mm. Okay, with guys. that, guys, have a great weekend. <laughs>